Welcome to the Loudoun Impact Podcast, interviewing purpose-driven leaders in Loudoun County, Virginia. And now, here is your host, J.C. Sylvie. J.C. is a Naval Academy graduate, former Navy pilot, and now top real estate agent, focusing exclusively in Loudoun County. My guest today is Brian Stortz. Brian is the president, CEO, and founder of Flags of Valor, which is uh, located in Ashburn, Virginia. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate so, it. Uh, so, Brian, you've already been to the White House uh, in the past, uh, but uh, your business partner was just there earlier in the week. Tell us about that. Yeah, we, you know, we do a lot within the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, especially the Small Business Council. We, we joined with them four years ago. And um, because of my business partner, you know, co-founders, um, heavy involvement with the U.S. Chamber, especially during all the PPP and, and the grants, um, they, they invited him to go speak uh, on our company's behalf. So it was, uh, it was surreal. I mean, when I went, it was crazy. And I told Joe, my business partner, I said, just, just soak it in because, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, like you're sitting in the White House, you're in right. the West Wing. Um, he was at the press podium. I mean, he was at the podium speaking yeah. um, and was given the mic to just speak freely uh, from the heart. And he didn't even know he was doing that. So that's cool. Yeah, it was so, crazy. Was he talking about the, uh, the PPP or specifically about Flags of Valor? What was he talking about? Well, both, actually. They were very interested in our company. Um, yeah not just from like American manufacturer and a veteran owned company, but, but right. also how does that, how did the PPP impact small business? So right. he was there to speak on, on, you know, our behalf. It was awesome. And, and yeah. we, you know, we got a lot of support from it. And obviously anytime you go on social media or national, sorry, national media, you get a lot of exposure and, and emails and sales and especially during these crazy times. So we're yeah. you know, grateful. I mean, we got granted the PPP and like, you know, people keep asking us, um, well, you know, We've heard small businesses struggle to get PPP. Was it was it hard to get it? And mm-hmm. and he put it perfectly. And and what we say is, we're just happy that we got it. I mean, sure. you know, somebody gives you money and then you have to pay taxes on it. Usually, don't just you know complain about having to pay tax on free money. So yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's a lifeline for us. Yeah, I'm 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 glad that you guys got it. Um, we're kind of jumping ahead of, ahead of ourselves a little bit, uh, Brian. Um, talk a little bit about what you guys do at Flags of Valor. And for those on the podcast, Brian and I uh, are both on screen with a, a big American flag in the background. Um, and I'll tilt my screen up a little bit to kind of uh, show the folks uh, what I have. And that, Brian, which one is this that I have? What's the name of it? You've got a bunch of different flags. They're all named different. That was our, that's our home front flag, which is in honor of, uh, you know, all those that, that, that stay behind while we're, while we're deployed and, 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 you know, hold down the fort. I mean, I tell my wife all the time, the easiest part for me was deploying. Uh, it's the sure. men and women that, you know, are at home uh, dealing with life and kids and school and, and everything else that's yep. going on, as you that's know. Very well. So Brian, you guys um, make uh, American flags, right? From scratch, um, handmade. Tell us a little bit about that process. Yeah, well, we started out as, you know, a flag company, really. I mean, I served, um, you know, nine years or 15 years and nine of those deployments and special operations and stumbled into woodworking after I had spinal surgery. And I just needed 
something to do to get my mind and body right. As I was going to physical rehab every day, I wasn't wearing my uniform. And as you know, like on my flight suit, I didn't have my American flag because I wasn't wearing it. And I just wanted something, I wanted something tangible, but not cloth from my house that represented our country. Yeah. And so I just started woodworking the next day, launched the company with my business partner, Joe, who's also served with me. Yeah. And we started, we, we wanted to hire veterans, specifically combat veterans. So we all kind of get it. Everyone understands in, in really the therapeutic part of it um, and really just missing the brotherhood. Um, we wanted to always make things in America and we wanted to give back the first 12 flags. I think I donated were all the widows of, of people that we knew that passed away. And that was really philanthropic, the whole giving back, not asking for anything in return. So Joe and I launched the company. We moved, I moved here. He was already from here. Um, and we've hired over 65 combat veterans in five years. And we're at 96,000 American manufacturing hours and over a million dollars raised for nonprofits and VSO. So pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. That's uh, quite the story, Brian. Uh, tell us a little bit about, um, your background, Brian, what was it like growing up as a kid at the dinner table in the Stortz family? Well, you know, I came from a small but big family, especially small but big military family. Everyone in my family, my grandfather, 35 years, Master Chief in the Navy. My dad was 25 years Air Force. Um, my brother, four years in Gulf War and was an Army infantry guy. And then and my sister also served in the Navy, who was also in the Gulf War. So out of our whole family of five, four of us served. Um, my mom's the only one that didn't serve, but we don't hold her, you know, we don't hold right. that against her. But no, it was, um, look, I've, I've always grown up with, I mean, I had a very strict dad. I mean, let's be honest, if, if he was actually watching this, which he's not, but he was very strict. I mean, we, we made our beds like you did at boot camp. Seriously. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. And we had to have our drawers in order and our, and our bedroom. I mean, it was, you know, Saturday morning. There was no cartoons in the Stortz family. It was up at 7 a.m., doing the doing house cleaning every Saturday we clean the house then we went outside and did yard work got done probably on noon and then played for two and a half hours before we went to Catholic mass on Saturday night so <laughs> that was our like that was our that was our childhood it was it was fun but it was I mean you earned it right you earned yeah. um it's you, funny you mentioned Brian, it's funny you mentioned going to uh, Catholic Mass on a Saturday night because that's what I did too, and yeah. I I did not like it as a kid. I'm like, come on, we're, you know, Mass is like at six o'clock at night. And yeah, we had to get going, ready. Like, and not to mention, all your friends are usually at church on Sunday, so right. you have no one to play with in the morning <laughs> on Sunday morning. <laughs> that was a blast from the past. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so you ended up. Um, in the military, obviously, from a military family, you, you talk a, a little bit about um, um, being uh, a combat vet in special forces, and tell us tell us about that a little bit more. I started out in the army. I wanted to. Well, my dad wanted me to go into the air force. Um, he thought that was a better career path for mm -hmm. you know an officer. And of course, I didn't listen to my dad. Who wants to listen to what their dad tells them? Um, and I just wanted. Especially if dad was making you make your bed every morning. <laughs> you're right. You're right. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go follow my brother's footsteps. I want to go jump out of planes and shoot guns and try to be an army ranger and go in the army. And I got an opportunity to go uh, into the army as an infantryman and was in the 82nd Airborne as a paratrooper and jumped out of planes and 
did that for three years and it was awesome. And I got out and went to college uh-huh. and I wanted to get into business. I wanted to be like, get into sales. That was really my goal was I always liked networking and business. And I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I'd like, so I'm going to get a business degree and go to college and went to college on the Montgomery GI bill, you know, college fund. And yep. then nine 11 happened and I was pissed off just like everyone else. And so yep. I wanted to go back in and I knew if I went back in immediately, I probably wouldn't ever finish college. So I wanted to finish my degree. And yeah. actually this time, instead of jumping out of planes, I wanted to fly them. So I finally listened to my father and got an opportunity to get in the Air Force and uh-huh. then joined special operations. And I did that. I was deployed down at, um, or I was stationed down at Hurlburt in Florida Hurlburt. in the panhandle. C-130s? No, I flew U-28s. It was an intelligence surveillance reconnaissance aircraft. Yep. and. We supported um, some of the best, you know, elite units in the Army and Navy and supported them from five miles up. So yeah. it was awesome. It was awesome. I actually ended my career back at Fort Bragg working um, at USASOC for Army Special Ops. So it was cool. Like started my career in the Army there at Fort yeah. Bragg and kind of ended it. So Yeah. So we- um, you had a spinal injury. Was that um, uh, a result of a, a – a- uh, an accident in the military or uh, it was I actually so I got injured when I was deployed but it wasn't truly combat related um, we were actually supporting some troops and they were you know under fire and we needed to go back and get gas and there was no one else to backfill us so we we're bingo fuel as you know and flew back refueled and as we were refueling and needed to get some equipment onto our aircraft that and I had a new guy in the back uh, one of our navigators was new and Long story long, he took a little while longer than I wanted him to, especially because of the, you know, the reason we needed to get back. And I threw some equipment in. I, just, I thought I tweaked my back, to be honest with you. For a year, I thought I had a pulled muscle in my back. I was locked up and immobilized, <laughs> but I didn't know. And, you know, military medicine isn't always the, uh, the quickest to find the solution. And right. it took a while, but it ended up being, um, yeah, my C6, C7. So uh, you're back home, um, you're rehabbing your back, and you're, um, are you a natural woodmaker? I mean, do you work, like working with wood? And- Zero, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I literally didn't even know how to use half the tools that I had in my garage. And again, my dad had, my dad had given me tools really the whole time I was in the military. Like, what do I get, get Brian for Christmas? Yeah. Hey, Dad, I want some tools. Like, I don't know. I'm a man. I need tools, right? But like, yeah. I didn't have time to use them. I was gone, you know, 250 days a year. So, um, no, I, I got injured. I was like, you know what? I need something to do. Somebody told me to go like make a flag. And I just went out my garage and started woodworking and literally self-taught, like watched a bunch of videos back and forth to home Depot, went to Michael's, like talked to every person that I could talk to about like distressing. I mean, this is a real manly stuff, but like yeah. distressing, antiquing, glazing, like how do I make this piece of wood look like this? And I mean, I, I loved it. Like time flew by. Right. I mean, this is when I had a neck brace on. I, yeah. I remember every day in the Florida heat outside in my garage all day, couldn't stop doing it. I loved it. That's so cool. That's yeah. And the, the story's even better knowing that you had no experience with woodworking. I love well, it. I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I'm not pretty sure. Even to this day, we still do things unconventionally because of the the, the original set of flags that we make. Right. Nobody that's ever that makes flags now or knows anything about woodworking is like, "What are you doing? This is not right. <laughs> this is the way we like. That's it. why it's unique." Exactly, and so they're they're all unique, right? 
Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean kinda, um, every every flag has um, something different. It, it's made by one person, right? I mean, it's it's, oh, yeah. it's it's one of a kind. Yeah, I mean, the flag you have, the home front, and I, I have the same, a different version, black and white, the subdued uh-huh. one. But absolutely, guys are carving them with their hands. And they, you know, yours has knots that mine does. It's not different. I mean, it's yeah. the same wood, but no wood is the exact same. So, because sure. it's real. Yeah. And, you know, it's not flooring that's, you know, vinyl planks. So, right. absolutely. It all has character, which is which I think is really cool because no one of them is, you know, they're all different. Yeah. And the people that are making them are different. They do them in their own way. Even though we have standards, sure, you still can't get it the same way. Yeah. No, I, I, that's, that's so true. And I, I love the business model. How did you, when did you really start thinking like, hey, this is a legit business that I could do for a long time? I think, so, we, so Joe and I launched in October. We had four employees and about... Well, I guess eight months later, we had an opportunity. We went on the news and we're like, holy cow, you know, the next day after going on national media and you've got, at the time we had hundreds of orders and we're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? We only can only make like 40 of these things a week and we need scale. And and we just kind of grew month over month, over month, over month. And we're like, wow, this is, we're not even going to shows yet. We're not like even messing with wholesale or retail or we weren't even doing b2b at the time no business to business at all we're just growing a network and trying to make it and again the luxury of being in northern virginia i mean it's expensive so that is the downfall of starting a business people ask your business in northern virginia you know now you say it we didn't really have the greatest strategy on starting we just thought like well this is a really influent area uh um affluent area um, we, we got a lot of government, military, you know, there's right. a lot of businesses. So it's, it's worked out well for us. It's, it's actually huge. Like we, uh, uh, we, we, as you know, obviously we've toured with Inside Loudon, your facility there in Ashburn, and it is huge. And um, I love that flag that you guys did that, I don't know, it's like the size of a room. It's like 20 feet by 15. Where did that go? It's still there. So we built that flag originally. It's about 15 feet tall. And we built it to actually use as a, as a door, like a huge barn door that slides in between our workshops there. Yeah. And it's still there. I mean, it's, it's massive. We, yeah, it's actually, we're, 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 we're trying to move it out to Winchester where everything's manufactured now. We have a huge facility out there. And yeah. um, we've been debating like, should we sell this thing? Should we, I mean, it's massive. And yeah, um, yeah we have a couple of breweries that are interested, but we don't know who's know who knows what we'll do with it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. It's awesome. We're, who has the uh, first flag that you ever made? Who has that one? Uh, one of the widows that I, that I, I, I actually have number two um, mm-hmm. at our shop, but the first one was to, to the widow that I gave to on like June 7th. Oh my gosh. That, that must've been rough. Well, it was hard. I mean, absolutely. So like, I didn't know what to expect. I've never done anything like that in my life. And the fact that like, you know, I'm going through this crazy time in my life. I'm injured. I'm not deploying. I don't really know what the certainty of my career is going to be in the military. And at the time, I'm like, that's all I wanted to do was serve for, you know, 25, 30 years. Right. And that really the normal transition for me, especially being a pilot was to go in the air, go into the um, 
airlines. Right. And I was down for all of that. And then I was like, I gave her the flag and you know, it was obviously very emotional for her and for me too, but just the whole, like, I just made you something and I just gave it to you. And there is no like, what's net. It's like, no, this is yours. Like, this is from me to you. Yeah. That's it. Like, thank you. And it was awesome. So like, I wanted to duplicate that feeling like over and over and over again. Sure. And that was it. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So how are you guys doing now with COVID? I I assume you got a ton of press being um, at the White House. So you're probably inundated, correct? We are. We, well, at first it wasn't great. I mean, we were, you know, two thirds of revenue gone point of sale gone all b2b we had lined up for the year gone Whoa. flag building on the road that we, we do a lot of these experiential team building events with like we had 10 lined up with facebook gone i mean dual under armor nfl you name it all these things just so ex- and explain, explain that to me a little bit you would go to under armor or facebook and, and what would you do there so we would do, look, all companies do team building events. Yep. They do experiential things. And some companies, you know, go to Top Golf and love Top Golf. So yeah. good shout out to our Loud and Top Golf. But <laughs> uh, it, it is what it is, right? It's, yeah. you know, it's yeah. drinking and food and a little event and that's it. And, and so we started um, hosting locally, started with the U.S. Chamber and did a flag build in Loudon. And they would come to us and, and employees would build flags along our combat. I uh, got it. And the experience. And now you take uh, something home with you that's tangible. Yeah. That's cool. But you're always going to remember where you built that flag. Yeah. And so that meant a lot. And, and getting, getting the, getting B2B, you know, getting the mindset of other businesses, like, look, you got to stop giving them, you know, this coaster that's, you know, made wherever, not here, make this coaster with them engrave something on it together at the moment you're always going to remember where this coaster is so it was the right. same thing and they loved it so yeah started doing these on the road and because we use you know dewalt battery powered stuff yeah we don't need plugs we don't need air compressors we leaned it out made the process real simple yeah and we treat it like a cooking show you don't watch the brownies bake but you know you pull them out of the oven and you're good to go and you cut them up and eat them so <laughs> We can do a flag build in like 45 minutes for, you know, different sets, groups of people. We've done them 25 all the way up to 250 people. Uh, that's cool. I like the business model. I like that getting out there. And- well, in, on the, on the business side of it, it's awesome. I mean, obviously you have that many more impressions. You have that many more people face to face with your company. Yep. Now they're taking something home or they're not, they're posting. I mean, there's a long, you know, there's a long tail to that. Yeah. You yeah. can't always measure, but. It's really just about networking and meeting people. And that's what we do best. Like we started out doing shows early on with our company. We kind of went away from that just a little bit, but that's really the value of us. It's like your flag looks really cool in the video right now, but it looks a lot better in person. So sure. yeah. yeah. I love how you, you talk about the long tail, right? And um, finding that smallest uh, viable audience that you can and kind of niching down. A lot of people, I think, lose sight of that a lot of times. And are looking for the instantaneous home run when um, if they play the long game bit by bit building a brand like you have. Um, well, we're really trying. Successful. You asked me about COVID and, and kind of went on a ramble there, but <laughs> yeah, we re- you know, shut down on Friday. So lost 20% of the week. We 
furloughed half our staff. You know, the, the other four of us took, uh, you know, reduced compensation, 50% reduced wages. Yep. We have to survive. We, we don't know what was going to happen at the time. You know, our guys were awesome about it. And yeah. anytime you have to furlough someone, it's not a good feeling, especially even when during a pandemic. But I mean, they were like, look, it wasn't a matter of if it was a matter of when. And they were awesome. And then we had to reinvent ourselves. People are like, can you, everyone's making, you know, hand sanitizer. Well, we're not a brewery. And we asked breweries that we knew like, Hey, why don't you make hand sanitizer? We'll be the distribution center for these. We have people in space. And so actually some of them started and they are actually doing really well now. To me, it was a no brainer. You should make hand sanitizer. Yeah. You're not making beer. Bars are closed. So like, right. um, we couldn't make masks. I mean, we, we just don't, we have wood and metal machines that don't sew. We don't have seamstresses or, yep. you know, sewing operations. So we yeah. thought about making something cool for kids to do at home. We're like, kids are stuck at home. I watched my daughter sit right over there at my kitchen table. And I was yeah. like, what do you do for art class? And they're like, well, you know, we have a syllabus of stay at home work, but not, you're not getting anything. They're not providing them anything. So I'm like, own a flag company at the, you know, we own a, a, man, a wooden metal American manufacturing company. We can come up with something. And sure. so we launched this flag kit and it did really well. It actually was, was a big success for us, especially, you know, people are looking for that kind of product right now. Right. Are you and still, then, are you guys still selling them? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We we're a little behind. I mean, we are running um, our laser machines two shifts right now just to catch uh -huh. up, which is great. Yeah. I mean, we brought our guy back immediately. So like just launching the flag kit brought us back a full-time guy and then another guy to run the machine even longer. Oh, so it's perfect. And then you add the white house in and national media and no, it's yep. great. Oh, that's good. Brian, this has been uh, a lot of fun catching up. Um, it'd be better if we were sharing a beer for sure. I know it. I know. But, uh, what do you miss uh, most uh, about this uh, during this uh, time that you're surprised that you miss it so much? I think it's exactly what you, you just said. Like, I, I can't wait for somebody to say, like, are you going to have any appetizers tonight? You know, <laughs> I, I, I miss the whole, like, I just like being out. I like to, I mean, inside, you know, it's a lot. Like, it's the, it's the networking. It's sure. just being around people and family and friends that you miss. And, and you, you, again, look, you take all of it for granted. It's a yep. great reset and a pause for us to remember now, like, wow, what, how did we either have a bad time management of our day? Right, you know, right. like there's no excuses. You're not tri you're not going back and forth to work so you can get a workout in or you can go walk right. with your family or yeah. you can read a book to your kids at night. So I miss I miss some of that other, you know, the the networking or yeah. having a beer with you in person. Um, right. but some of it I don't miss because I'm doing the other stuff that I didn't even know I had time for that I really value. Exactly right. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Brian, how, uh, what's the best way to reach out to you if uh, people are interested in uh, buying a flag? Uh, well, the easiest way is to probably go to our website, flagsofvalor.com. Obviously, okay. we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Flags of Valor. Um, my email is brian at Flags of Valor. So if you need any, that's B-R-I-A-N. So yeah. I want to work with everyone. So if there's anything we can do, and again, we started out as a flag company and now we're a manufacturer. I mean, there's a lot of things we make. We make coasters, we make cutting boards, we make, we're soon to launch tables later this year. So we have to reinvent ourselves. That's why I tell sure. people we're not pottery barn, but who goes to pottery barn bars pottery? 
Like, I don't even know if they sell pottery there. So like, it is a name and it's, you know, but, but we have to adapt and we have, yeah. I told somebody the other day, we might be a toy company when we come out of this. I have no idea. Who knows? We'll do what we have to do. But I do know you've got a really good brand. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. Great brand. Ryan, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. Talk to you soon. And uh, let's uh, grab that beer. All right. Sounds good. <laughs>